Live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet that has an invisibility watch, so you can't see us. <laughs> can't see us in general. Which is normal. So, <laughs> Actually, we're in your room right now. We're, just have me wow. <laughs> All of our microphones. Your MP3 player, your MP3 file is actually just blank. <laughs> it's actually us talking. Hey, it's the noobs in the Hoovy, and my name is Austin. I'm the Hoovy, and these are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And, and we're, we're the, the creeps. Oh, this is the... Yeah. <laughs> This is the podcast that introduces a whole new generation to Doctor Who by watching an episode each week and discussing it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before and, and two, two sons, sons who haven't. So welcome to episode number 121 covering series eight, episode six, The Caretaker. And this is the one where the doctor becomes a janitor and Mr. Pink finds out who Clara really is while saving the world after dooming it first. Remember that one? <laughs> I'm going to have I'm going to have a few things to say about a few of the words in that recap later on. This is story number 247, originally airing September 27th, 2014. It, it's it's starting to dawn on me how quickly we're catching up. You know what I'm saying? It's still 2014. We got like six years to Do go. Do you remember when we were talking about episodes in 2005? I don't remember 2014, though. Well, no, but <laughs> what I'm saying is, like, that's only six years away. Like, <laughs> at the time of recording, we're actually, actually, by the time this releases... It'll be almost September 27th, 2020. So we're exactly six years behind. And when hmm. we started this thing, we were in 2009. No, I'm sorry, <laughs> 2005. Okay, then. Let's, let's not forget. So we've covered a lot of ground is all I'm saying. Oh, yeah. uh, so it aired to 6.82 million viewers. Uh, this was co-written by Gareth Roberts and Stephen Moffat. I noticed that the last one we did was also co-written, Stephen Moffat and somebody else. So I don't know if that yeah. was like a thing this season. Like, was he... Always co-writing. Stephen Moffat is just like this guy sitting in the back corner. What if he did this thing? <laughs> so, well, I, actually, uh, Chibnall Except, you know, is like that. showrunner. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's there's it. that. Uh, Chris Chibnall, who, you know, has had written a few episodes of Doctor Who before becoming the showrunner, much like Stephen Moffat had written a few before becoming the showrunner. Yeah. Uh, Chibnall, the whole first season that he did, he either wrote or co-wrote every episode in that season. <laughs> So like I'm, I'm all of a sudden I'm wondering I was like was like was Moffat kind of doing something similar to that this this season? Mm-hmm. Uh, this one was directed by Paul Murphy, and uh, in the cast we had we had an amazing uh, return in the Scovox Blitzer, right? So I mean I would have thought animatronic, right? Yeah, nice. either kind of either like, animatronic or, or like CGI. Or- yeah, like wide shots where it was walking down the hall, like maybe that's CGI, yeah, yeah. and then the rest of the time it was a close up of like half a robot. <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently the close ups of half that robot, that thing was being worked by Jimmy V. Jimmy V. You'll remember wow. as Mox of Balhoon, the Grask, and of course Bonacafalada. <laughs> Never forget. Never forget <laughs> the sacrifice of Bonacafalada. It's <laughs> odd because he plays. The short dude in a suit, but we have another dude in a suit. And this robot wasn't yeah, short, it was well, the size of a person. Well, it, uh, except that it had like spider legs. Yeah. So, like, if you so. tried to put a guy in there, you had to put a guy in there that's only as big as that thing's torso. Also, enter Jimmy or, or, or spider legs. Spider legs. Either, <laughs> Which, either way. You know, if you can, <laughs> if you can cast someone yeah. like that. Whichever one you come across first, we'll put that dude in the suit. All right. Guys, Noobs and Hooping is brought to you by R5 Website Management. You guys know the drill. Head on over to Noobs. I'm sorry. Store.r5websitemanagement.com. Store. Use the code Noobs at checkout and wake up your hosts uh, and get your hosting, domain registration, security, all the things that you need to get your business or personal website off the ground today. All right, guys, that brings it down to the checklist. The name of the episode spoken in dialogue, I got a couple of notes about this. First of all, the doctor almost said it, right? He said, I'm the new caretaker. And I was like, right. dang it, are we going to have this another one of those second, episodes? Yeah. Uh, yeah, what was the other one? Uh, oh, no. What was the it's other one? It's a time travel. Oh, time travel heist. Yeah, the last one. Oh, time yeah. heist. It's, it's a, a time, time travel, travel heist. heist. Like, why did you ruin it, doctor? <sighs> um, except the difference is, in this episode, we definitely heard the caretaker, like, multiple times. Like, uh, over yeah, and over and over yeah, again. Yeah. Like, everybody in this episode Generally referencing how weird he is. Oh, yeah. Well, generally. Generally speaking. Um, however, the, the thing that I wanted to say that, that Trip brought up here in the, in the recap, uh, Trip wrote our recap this week. Can I just say that I like caretaker much better than janitor? Yeah. Like, I don't know why, but like janitor. It's just more formal. Kind yeah. Of. Well, and it also sounds like way more proactive. Like yeah. The janitor is like the guy you call to clean up the <laughs> the spillage, <laughs> as, he, <laughs> as he kept saying. But like caretaker sounds like so much more proactive. You know? Janitor yeah. is basically a made up word, though. So it's not hard to beat it when you 
take can two I, words and I, smash them together. Can I, can I, can I do the obligatory? Shut up. All yeah, words are made up yeah. words. What do you mean? It's a made up well, word. <laughs> caretaker is two words put together. Unlike janitor, which is just a word, a new word. That's okay. So obviously Fair. if you say the person who takes care of things, then obviously it's going to sound more proactive than just janitor. Well, I'm just saying like caretaker just sounds if you grew, I don't know, it just if you I like probably it. thinking it sounds like caretaker that. as the janitor. Well, I was going to say if I grew up in in England with a caretaker like mopping up the spilled chocolate milk at the school, mm. I probably would not think it was a better sounding phrase. J- but to me, only it, sounds better because it's not what we use. Yeah. Yeah. But at or, any rate, I don't care. I think we should make the switch to caretaker in America. That's so the end of my rant. You can feel happy. Yes. Yeah. Like 90% of what I do is so that I can feel happy. What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? It's not going to make a difference to like <laughs> most of the people in America. Why do you think we do this podcast? It makes me happy. I don't care if anybody's listening or anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, as is evidenced by the sound quality of our first season. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, we apologize again. Oh, yeah. uh, guys, the creature of the week we already talked about was the Scovox Blitzer. And I pointed out as soon as that thing popped up on the screen, because, oh, by the way, just disclaimer, couldn't remember this episode at all either. Of course. Not a blooming thing. Um, Okay, I will say this. I remembered some of the Danny Pink character developments in this episode. I did remember that. Um, I think that's most of what I remember of this season. So, like, if Danny Pink wasn't in an episode, I don't remember it. (laughs) You know, like, Time Heist, no Danny Pink, didn't remember it at all. You know, all that kind of stuff. (laughs) He's... Uh, listen, no, no, right or no, there was Danny Pink. There was, there was, there was Orson Pink in Listen, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah but even still, it's um, the light of the yeah, episode. Same so actor, different yeah. guy. But yeah. the only thing I remembered about that episode was Orson Pink. Yeah. Being played by the same actor. So all you being, remember is Danny Pink. That's what I'm saying. That's all I remember about this, this, it's uh, a very memorable season. name. So. Yeah. Well, it is. I can't, yeah. I, like I said, I can't say yeah. Danny without saying Danny Pink. Danny Pink. Danny Pink. You just, Mr. Pink. <laughs> Are we going to do this again? Are we going to do this bit again? Because yes. we did this bit last week. I, I have to. Uh, so at any rate, the Scobox Blitzer, um, I, as soon as it came up on the screen, I was like, another robot. Mm. Yeah. So it's, I mean, has it all been robots? No. No, because we had no. the, the, the what'd you call it, Corbin? The slug bull? <laughs> bull slug? Uh, the, yeah. The teller? Wait, did that go to heaven? No, 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 it didn't go to heaven, no, but no, I'm talking about like trying, yeah. creature of the week. A lot of this season, the creature of the week has been robot. I was wondering, has anyone robot. gone to heaven that wasn't A, a robot, or B, killed by a robot? Have we seen anyone go to heaven that... That's oh. true. Okay. Ooh, save it. Save it. Yeah. We've got a whole section. Save <laughs> Just save it. Uh, so yeah, nothing else that we really knew about the Scovox Blitzer, except that thing looked awesome. Well, they did. I, I love, they say it has the firepower to blow up a planet, but instead it like... Melts chairs. Yeah. That's <laughs> like the worst it does. <laughs> but the chairs were still it's, floating somehow. Oh yeah, that was weird. The chairs. If they just cropped it out, there was a circle in the middle of the chairs, but remnants were just kind of hanging there, seemingly floating. I thought it was because they were stacked, and they were the ones that were there were stacked. But like there was a few that weren't stacked on anything. Oh really? It was like they had melted together or something. (laughs) They just cropped out a little circle. I love like it only blows up the chairs. The wall behind it is perfectly fine. fine. Totally fine. Yeah. I I did. um, That that is a trope that drives me nuts about about any show but doctor who seems to be particularly bad about it like can we can we have a bad guy of the week that and can't say destroy the entire universe yeah like just have a bad baddie of the week who's like he's dangerous and evil let's stop him instead of being like he's an existential threat to all of mankind you know like I does it always have, have to be that i want to have an episode where like they keep thinking that it's going to be this all-powerful bad guy and then they like <laughs> and, and then him. they scooby do it at the end yeah. it's like oh it's just a guy oh yeah <laughs> it's old man carruthers <laughs> well, yeah. i would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you pesky meddling doctor um yeah i don't know like i feel like you 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 should save that for your season finale, for your series finale, for your anniversary episode, yeah. you know, save the the like all encompassing mortal existential threat for like an important episode instead of it being every yeah. bad guy we ever encounter. I mean, obviously, Doctor Who suffers from power creep because 
Yeah. Every single episode, it's the end of the world or humanity or yeah. the universe. Yeah, it's the Power Ranger problem. The multiverse. And you're like, what the... Yeah, it, it's it's what I what I have just now dubbed the Power Ranger problem, where every every week, the bad guy, you know, goes through the same cycle of, you know, toe-to-toe with the Rangers, then they get a bigger weapon, they blow them up, and that just makes them big. So now they have to get their robots so they can be big. So, you know, it's just like, it's like, it's like... A, a nuclear arms race that happens in like five minutes time, you know, like, and every episode every. of Dr. Who it's not every episode, but a lot of them, it's not just, Hey, he's a killer robot with a laser cannon it's, for an arm. Yeah. It's, he can blow up the world. The entire world. Yeah. Like they never go and we don't like have to make the stakes that high murderers or serial killers. It's always like this person <laughs> can end the planet. No, at you know who does that? Sherlock Holmes. Huh? Sherlock Holmes. Why do you say oh, it's so or who Sherlock Holmes is based on? <laughs> I don't know uh, who that is. Madame Vastra. Madame oh. Vastra. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she saves specifically like 1800s serial. Saves well, no, that's my, saves the saves the serial killers. <laughs> Not that. I mean, hey. only as leftovers. <laughs> 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 in her in her lizard Tupperware in the fridge. <laughs> but what I was yeah, what I was gonna say lizard Tupperware. What I, it's like regular Tupperware, but more lizardy. I mean, do I have to explain? I don't know what to say. I don't know how to explain it any better than that. It's a flat clicker. Okay, um, it's it, yeah. It, you're right. Power creep. It's it's uh, which which is why by the way, which is why in order to up the stakes, the Daleks had to create a we- or or Davros in particular had to create a weapon that was going to destroy all of time and space in every possible reality. I'm like, "Come on." And you're like, "What what are you doing anymore, man? This is going to kill you and every yeah. version of you that has ever existed." Well, if what I remember correctly, this? they were going to be immune to it somehow, so like the only thing left like in, an in any possible universe was was the Daleks, the which I'm like, "Domination. That means you by st- domination, you literally destroy well, that and can we just say like that means you starve to death pretty quickly, right? Because like yeah. everything else is gone. But but you had to do that episode because you're constantly raising the stakes. So uh, you know, Chibs, if you're listening out there, like bring the stakes down. Yeah, Chris Chibnall, Chibs. But you call what, him that? That's what Jody calls him. Y'all guys you are on Chibs, a personal level. <laughs> Y'all guys are on a personal level now because you yeah. do a podcast. Because I do a Doctor Who podcast. You get his yeah. bodyguards trip, to slap you trip. for him. Listen, <laughs> honestly. Who else out there is doing a Doctor Who podcast? Really? Uh, I mean, who I think we're trailblazers. We are blazing only tra- people who yeah. ever even thought. We start of every episode every week what with did it the take only us like podcast on the internet after the show started to make a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> a de- yeah, a decade after the new show. <laughs> yeah, <started. laughs> um, you're giving us a little too much credit because we didn't start in 2015. <laughs> All right. Anyways, guys, moving on on the checklist here, jiggery pokery. Um, under the Sonic, what have you done? <laughs> Just read the note first, and I'll okay. explain it. Okay, under the Sonic, uh, under the Sonic screwdriver, uh, we, we discover this week that it has a setting, particularly setting number forty-one, that can blast out helicopter. Oh, I get it. <laughs> Just, it can blast out helicon energy. It can blast out helicon en- energy, which is just gobbledygook, right? That's just uh-huh. uh, termy wormy. So type I looked of, you up know. helicon to see if that was a thing. <laughs> it is a thing. Imagine a sousaphone, but it's straight but it like bent. the end of a tuba. So <laughs> right. This is what is a helicon. This is what my, my first high school that I was in. That's what we marched. We didn't have sousaphones. We had helicons. Really? And yeah. And um, Blast I recommend you. Look so, it up. so I love, I love that. About. I love that. What I put right above that says can blast out helicon energy, oh. and you have a dude <laughs> blowing a note oh, on a helicon. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think about that. I just grabbed that yeah, picture yeah, yeah. so that you could see how you would play this thing. <laughs> oh yeah, but, that's so great. Um, I, I'll include that in the show notes. So if you if y'all want to get a good laugh. Uh, head over to noobsinthehoovian so cool. Look at uh, look look for the show notes for episode one twenty one, and check out the heli- Check out a guy blasting out helicon energy because that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it, it does look pretty ridiculous. When I when I, I zoomed say. in on a picture, I went, "Oh my gosh, it's a helicon." Um. Anyways, the TARDIS under Jiggery Pokery. Uh, apparently, Clara can snap the doors closed now. <laughs> what? what? I mean, what? I didn't think the that TARDIS was something exclusive like to the Doctor. Hating. Yeah, I mean, okay. First of all. Wait a minute. Has Maybe. she snapped them open before? I don't know. Yeah. And he Did hasn't she do told that? anyone else, any of his other companions, how to do that, so none of them have done it. Wait. 
Someone did. No, that was also Clara. Clara, Clara was Clara's already done on the this. Bike, she snapped then... him open. She snapped him open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But this was, this was, to me, this was, um, and I think I have a note about something else. Like, oh, yeah, about the Sonic. About the, the whole thing with setting 41 is the doctor just blurts that out to Clara. And, I mean, this, this would be like me saying, hey, Corbin, um, go ahead and run the filter through the podcast, or run the podcast through the filter, do the ID3 tags and upload it, and then I'll put it on the website. That casually, something yeah. that we do every week, the doctor says, you sending 44, do a blast of helicon energy at three second intervals, you know, blah, 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 like all this kind of stuff. And she's like, uh-huh, 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 cool. Except it'd and be go like, on. go, you know, make sure Chernobyl is staying off of whatever. <laughs> like something we shouldn't know how to do is what I'm yeah. getting at. No, know? but that's what I'm saying is like that, that casual level is, is like me talking to you on a regular basis about the podcast. Yeah. That's how he's talking to her. So apparently she just, Uses the, the Sonic, Sonic all the time all the, now yeah. and snaps her way into the TARDIS so often that they can have a little snap battle opening and closing the door snap. from the, uh, did, right? He, he, he goes, he goes, you know, <laughs> snap. Head, head on out now or whatever. And she's like, no. And he goes, yeah. I'm like doing this what? with different hands when no one yes. can well, see that. It's different. It's different characters. Doesn't make a different sound though. But it, it might. It doesn't. I can tell you. That. People are listening with their earbuds in stereo. Oh, I don't think we record this in stereo. <laughs> we we record it in stereo, but we don't have pan set on the mics, yeah, so, so they're all in the matter. middle. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it I, just compresses into mono, anyways, when I do this. So it really oh, doesn't does it? Matter. Oh, oh, that's a shame because I actually thought about putting us in stereo one time and put like you on the left, trip on the right, and me in the middle, Why so that when people that? are. Because it would, it would be an immersive experience, but then I realized that would mean if they were listening with one earbud, yeah. earbud they wouldn't hear you. Yeah, you just <laughs> <laughs> one, gone. One of y'all would be gone. So I was like, oh, we can't do that. So we'll have to do that and for it like would be half as quiet for the as okay. The other so for the two hundredth episode, episode, we're gonna yeah. do it in stereo and in three D. In three D. In VR. <laughs> what? VR sound. <laughs> in 3D, VR sound. An immersive stereophonic 3D VR sound. Have you heard of 8D songs? Oh, gosh. It like travels around your head, basically. We oh, yeah. I have, I have, hey, go learn how to do that. People hate we'll us, but we can do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, just I've like, never had a podcast make me nauseous We're before. basically running in circles around <laughs> you. <laughs> Super no, immersive. They're, they're sitting amongst us in, a, in an office chair spinning around. <laughs> that's, what, <laughs> that's what we want it to sound like. All right. So other stuff we noticed. Um, I don't think Adrian looked even remotely like Matt Smith. He had a what did you guys think? Okay. Oh, well. Well, jacket? Okay. I don't think so. Oh, did he? I don't know. Maybe. I didn't even look at the jacket. His then, hair was like that whole scene, sort of maybe had, if His hair was messy crap. Yeah. That was not the quaff yeah, but it did at all. That was no, it didn't do a swoop de doo. It it looked like he tried to do a swoop de doo, but he's got bull crap hair that he doesn't take care of and it fell down in his face. Failed. Yeah. It's a fail de doo. Oh, it's um, a fail So when I like I didn't even with that one. I didn't even get what the doctor was talking about it first. Like, I'm like, and he was what? like, "Oh, Clara, Clara, Clara." Does he you know, look like, like any of the other doctors. No, he was specifically saying because he even said, "Looks like me," you know, with the bow tie and everything. He was talking about apparently Matt Smith. everything was just the bow tie. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, she fell for a dude with a bow tie. Must be hung up on me. Like what? <laughs> that guy wears jackets. Totally my thing. He's like, good what? thing I grew out of a bow tie. Uh, yeah, right. So at any rate, I I didn't I didn't get that. I felt like it was forced. So I don't know if we were missing. Like maybe they had like a dead on Matt Smith lookalike actor who canceled at the last minute or something. Or they're like, we'll find a guy. We'll we'll find a guy that'll. It would have been actually funny if it just was Matt Smith. Like, oh, what? that would have been really great. Like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine? No, because she'd be freaking out. She would constantly be freaking out. She's like, oh my gosh, it's Matt Smith. He's at my yeah. school. Right. Well, she, I don't think she would call <laughs> him Matt Smith. What's your name, John Smith? Oh, wow. Who could have guessed? She didn't go on the adventure where they got to meet the actual Matt Smith in a pocket universe or whatever <laughs> whatever it was. <laughs> or her. Uh, so who's who? Who is Danny Pink? He is not a PE teacher. No, he is. Holy cow, It's got to be the longest running bit in any Doctor Who. I love episode. that he called um, him PE the ever. whole time. I liked that he so called funny. him PE the whole time. I wish we didn't have to beat the horse to death and then keep beating it afterwards. Uh, which is what the saying actually is. But really that beat well, a dead horse. Beat a dead horse. Yeah. I was like, I wish I didn't have to beat that horse till it was dead. 
and then beat it tomorrow. Raise it back to life is, and beat it again. Yeah. Um, that, that bit where he was just like, okay, the line where he said, Something, uh, no, I can't, I can't get it to retain. I'm just, I, it's not sticking. I can't make it work. <laughs> that was, that was funny. funny. There was what, too af- much build up to there was that. Too much build up, uh, yeah. and there was too much after that. Oh, did they keep going after that? I think yeah, they, they did. Really they did. just, I mean, yeah. yeah. So the fact P- that he kept P- calling him, get over no, it. No, 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 no. That to me was funny. Like when they kept calling yeah. back to it. But I felt like they took. I felt like th- that they, scene they could have shortened yes. down. To Why like was he 10 acting? I felt like, like that scene was it, like though. the first eight callbacks done mm-hmm. in succession. You yeah. know, like yeah. it shouldn't have taken that long. So what, what, why was like he acting seconds. like such a baby about it though? He's, he's like poo, not a PG, a math teacher. I'm like, oh my gosh, dude, just get over it. Well, because he was saying it as an insult. The doctor was saying it as an insult. I would be flattered if mm. anyone thought I was a PE teacher. <laughs> That's because you don't like. <laughs> yeah. Do like just stop talking, Trip. Just stop things. talking. Just you don't. So that we can keep having a podcast. Stop talking. <laughs> no, seriously, um, though, if I could manage to not do anything ever and people would think I was a PE teacher, that would be great. <laughs> not do anything as far as your physique, you mean? Yeah. 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 Right, right, right. Right. So he's definitely not a, a PE teacher. He's also not a new teacher anymore. This is an interesting, this is a neat catch on the, on the Wikia. It said that this episode apparently takes place at least a year or the next school year after Into the Dalek. Because Into the Dalek, in that episode, Danny Pink is introduced as a brand new teacher. Yeah. Right? So he's brand new to Cole Hill. In this one, Courtney Wood's parents talk about how last year he said thus and such about you know, what was it? He said, she's a disturbing influence, a disruptive influence. And no, her parents, yeah, her parents say last, last year, year you said she was a very disruptive influence. So I, I'm imagining that the, the opening montage of, you know, uh, the doctor picking up Clara, like in the middle of a date or mm-hmm. whatever, all that stuff was like, what was happening throughout all the time that had passed? Well, yeah. Like I'm imagining that's a year. And because remember at the beginning of the episode, one of you guys made the comment like, so Is what? The doctor's taking her on an adventure every day. day? And I was like, I don't think it's every day because they're, and because one of y'all was like, so do they go on a date every day? And I was like, I don't think they are. But mm-hmm. So this helps clarify that. This makes it seem like, oh, okay. So if it's been a year since Into the Dalek, it's probably that was the better part of a year going by. Kind of like we, uh, we had that, um, which episode was it? The, uh, the the slow invasion, the power of three, right? With the, yeah. the slow invasion of the black boxes or whatever. Yeah. I remember how just the time was progressing or whatever. Right, right. They like, went through like a whole year in that episode. Yeah, and then like a couple, I think it was like after the year, after it had gotten everywhere, then things started like killing people or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's when the boxes like started opening up. But in the meantime, you had the doctor and Amy and Rory going on these little adventures that we only got to like see snippets of. Yeah. But yeah. you could tell it was like a lot of time progressing. And this this was very reminiscent of that. Remember how like he showed up in the middle of their uh like a like a cookout or a party or something, or was it their engagement party? I don't know, something. something. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. their engagement party, they were already married. But it was some kind of a party. And he picked them up in the middle of that. They went for like three weeks and come back and like Rory's dad is like, clothes. they're in different clothes. How long were you gone? Ah, uh, three weeks. You know, this was very reminiscent of that, except that it's just, it's just Clara. And instead of it being Amy and Rory running off together, it's Clara running off without Danny and sort of kind of doing all this behind her back. Mm-hmm. And what I, what I've had a hard time with is why, um, and maybe I should save this for, for Clara's section here, but why is Clara keeping all of this a secret? You know, so let, let's, let's come back to that in just a second. Yeah. Uh, Cause I wanted to finish talking up about Danny, Danny pink, because first of all, nerd alert, uh, he put on the visibility, invisibility, <laughs> the visibility watch. I have one of those. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> as do I. <laughs> he put if on you the, take it off. It makes you, you're invisible again. Oh, Ooh, all of a sudden. No. Anyways, <laughs> uh, when he put on the invisibility watch, he actually made a comment. He was kind of like not impressed because it wasn't even a ring. He said, mm. <laughs> I was like, a little, little token reference that takes here. over your mind as well. As I go, well, invisible. you know, little things like that. Um, he says, how stupid do you think I am? The doctor says, I'm willing to put a number on it. Uh, <laughs> like a number? What's yeet. your scale, doctor? 
And uh, and then Clara says, he did just save the whole world. And the doctor says, it's a good start. <laughs> I mean, you saved like all of time and space, Clara. And so well, the you saved yeah. me, thus saving everyone, every win, everywhere. Everywhere, so, everywhere. Yeah, but you know, so, so has like so, yeah. every other companion. saving, saving humanity. That's a good start. That's a pretty good <laughs> start. That's, a, like, that's really, an okay you know, day. You know, you work up to saving all of time and space. I mean, you know, you know saving the world. That that's an okay day. That's, yeah, not bad for a rookie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so who is Clara? Um, all right. So here we go. Her adventures with the Doctor are starting to interfere with her real life. Mm. So I didn't. I don't know, man. Like I don't. I don't understand why she's keeping. Okay. I guess she's keeping Danny a secret from the doctor because she knows the doctor's feelings about soldiers. Mm-hmm. Right. But why is she keeping, is she keeping, is she keeping the doctor a secret from Danny just so that they don't interact? Yeah. Is that what it is? I guess. I, I feel like she doesn't I mean, she know what can't do. Last, right. Cause she hasn't told anyone like, this is her first time having to tell anyone oh, that's, about the doctor. That's true. So she yeah. doesn't really know what to do in this case. Yeah. In fact, most of the time, I'd say the companions don't tell them. They just kind of meet the doctor because the doctor is this omnipresent person <laughs> in the companion's life. Well, yeah, I was yeah. trying to think like Rose, you know, Mickey and Jackie just so like, all are wrapped up in time. the first thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, Donna, well, I guess Donna, it was kind of kept a secret, right? Yeah. And as much yeah. as she just, except she wasn't bouncing in and out of her life. She just like disappeared for a year, right? Where she told everybody she was, what, in France or something or Italy. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, when she comes back, she uh, she didn't really tell anybody. Yeah. And then I guess Martha, Martha wasn't really interacting with her life either. She was like gone for a little while, went on some adventures and came. See, that's the thing. I, I like this idea that we've explored now with Amy and Rory and now we're exploring it with Clara of the like the itinerant companion. Like it's 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 like they pop in and out of the TARDIS. Yeah. They're not yeah. always yeah. in the TARDIS. They're not living in the TARDIS for an indeterminate amount of time. <laughs> they just like hop in and out so that you have, like the doctor said, you know, like in the middle of dinner. So like she's at dinner she like what goes to the restroom and ends up in the TARDIS and goes on an adventure. And then, and then, uh, Oh, and there was a, there was a note in the Wikia. The doctor said, do you remember that, uh, you know, once in the middle of dinner, do you remember when you had to eat two dinners? He kind of threw that in there. Yeah. There was a line that, um, that, that may have been talking about, um, Oh crap. What was it? Maybe into the Dalek where no, 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 no time heist. She ate Chinese food with Sai and Saber. Yeah, yeah. They were eating Chinese food in the TARDIS console room. So they were like, maybe it was that one. <laughs> like yeah. when she got done with that, uh, you know, that adventure, she landed back with Danny at dinner. <laughs> <laughs> so like she just <laughs> ate a bunch of Chinese food. Yeah. And, and then I love the idea of her like run, 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 get away from the, uh, you know, whatever the baddie of the week was in the episode that Wanna we'll never get to see. Run? Yeah. And then he's like ready for the morning run. And she's like, <gasps> Oh like, my god! I'm gonna, gonna die. She's <laughs> like already sweaty. Like, what's wrong with you? Um, so I, it, I think it's interesting. A really freak rainstorm. Or, yeah. Oh yeah, I do love. He's like, how stupid do you think I am? You've been believing everything <laughs> she's told you. Yeah, you must <laughs> have hopped into a cart with you with, with seaweed in her hair. Yeah, and it's um, like, oh freak, because rain. she yeah freak storm. You know, not, it wasn't because yeah, I went to see fish people evaporates and then <laughs> reforms in the atmosphere and falls on the people's <laughs> hair. Yeah. Sometimes it happens. One time it rained fish. I don't know. Never happened. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I, so I, I don't like the fact that she was hiding them. I guess it was maybe it was something that was there to build a little bit of tension, yeah. you know, in the series and everything. Um, I'm glad that it's gone. Off in like one episode. Yeah. Well, no, this is episode what, six? Yeah. Yeah, but before Mister. this, they'd been on like two dates together. Okay. Yeah, there was a okay. lot, there was a lot like, of build up over like, this past now year. Now they've been on several dates. They well, know each been other. A year. She hasn't told them. But what Corbin is saying is that year of build up in universe was, was like one, one episode. episode, episode. Yeah. 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 It wasn't even one episode. Yeah. It wasn't even one episode. It was, it was a, a montage yeah. <laughs> the, at the beginning of the episode. It was the, uh, it was the pre credits, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there's, there's that. So I, I am glad like that's over and done with. Oh, yeah. So now we get to see, we we saw how Mickey handled the doctor. We saw how Rory handled the doctor. Now um, we're going to go see how this guy handles the doctor. Right. Now we're going to see how Danny, though. 
like especially as a soldier i thought he would have had more of a reaction to her risking her life like on the daily of like well i don't want you to go on these adventures because you're gonna die at some point he never had a reaction like that's that. yeah hmm. i mean all of them nearly died multiple times in this episode and he, he just never said anything like that yeah. it was like Bleh. well no companion before has ever had a problem with it either. <laughs> almost all of them have like died <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no that's an interesting point that danny doesn't ever say you shouldn't go because it's dangerous it's just why are you lying to me about this well no 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 okay 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 all right corbin where i will disagree with you is that you said i would think a soldier would be more like hey you shouldn't go it's dangerous because he's a soldier he doesn't say, don't go, it could be dangerous. He says, the doctor could be dangerous. Mm, well, And it's not about, don't go help people because that's dangerous. It's, be careful who you go with because they might the be person dangerous. who you go with could be the one that causes the danger. Mm. They could mm. be the one that, so the, you know, he's like, I know, I know men like this. I've served with men like this. And actually, this was in my notes for the doctor um, that, you know, You've got to watch out for for leaders like this, yeah. essentially. So, um, let's see. Um, she did have. Um, she got in the doctor's face a, a little bit. She said, "What were the others like? The ones before me?" Talking about you know previous companions, and she says, uh, "Oh gosh, I only wrote half the quote down." I think it was. Did She's, they let you get away with this? Yeah, but what were they talking about? Um, him. Like not telling intervening her. at her school without like telling her that's what it was about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what it was um so that was that was an interesting again clara is not afraid to get in the doctor's face oh yeah that is one thing that i think is very interesting about her uh, so who is the doctor uh, apparently he lived among otters once because he was sulking <laughs> he <laughs> this was sometime like during the 11th time yes Yes, the the Wikia says that there's some other thing later on. I don't remember if it's comic or TV show. I don't remember. Um, oh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. It this is this reference is not ever specifically confirmed, but um, details about the timeline that come to light in the future, you know, down the road in the in the series, um, confirms that it had to have been the eleventh Doctor's time, which is hilarious. Imagine I mean, this one otters. confirms that, huh? I said this one confirms that because he said something about he got in a fight with River or something and then went and lived with otters or whatever. So right. it was clearly during the 11th time because he said he was married to her. And they oh, were right, only yes. alive and she was married to him during the 11th time. So Gotcha. Okay. So yeah, there it, it, it is uh, indirectly confirmed um, piecemeal here that yeah, that was the 11th doctor went and lived among otters because he was sulking. <laughs> What? Um, I love his line, never lose your temper in the middle of a door sign, <laughs> which I think is funny because uh, what was it? The sign originally said he thought it said keep out. But what did it actually say? Keep away humans. Oh, so it did say keep. OK. All right. OK. OK. So uh, that was that was where he lost his temper in the middle of doing the sign. That's that's fantastic. Uh, never lose your temper temper in the middle of a door sign. Good. Good sage advice from the doctor. Yes. Um, and then in that same scene where he's talking to, oh gosh, I can't remember the girl's name now. The little girl. Um, can't think of her name. I can't even think of what they said she was. Uh, (laughs) She was a disruptive influence. Yeah, that was it. Uh, uh, Courtney Woods. Yeah. Yeah, Courtney Woods. Um, in that same conversation, he says, uh, basically like run along. You don't have much time. And she's like time before what? And he goes, well, you know, humans have an incredibly short lifespan. (laughs) Frankly, you should all be in a permanent state of panic. Tick tock, tick tock. I'm like, good grief, Whoa. doctor. Like, why is the 12th She's doctor only such like a creep? Teens. Yeah. Down, <laughs> like, man. you should live in a permanent state of panic. Yeah. She's got, like, the longest time. Yeah. And when he said it, he has this, like, dead stare in his yeah. eyes as he's, like, contemplating the tiny uh-huh. existence of human beings. You know, just, like, so. Just, oh, gosh. Such a short lifespan. Yeah. I love when Danny finally pieces it all together, figures it all out, and concludes the doctor is Clara's dad. Her space dad. (laughs) Wait. You could not be more wrong. What? Space dad? You know, the funny, I'm just now thinking about this, though. The last time we had a scenario similar to this where someone was discovering that a a female at Coal Hill School had a different type of relationship with this, you know, old man that 
it was her granddaughter, you know, it was her grandfather, you know, talking about Susan Foreman and the first doctor, you know, kind of a little bit of parallel there, mm-hmm. but he's like your space dad. Like what? That's, uh, uh, what? Uh, also made me think of uh, Megamind. I'm your space yeah. dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm I love you reached dad. for dad as well. Huh? I love he reached for dad as well. Cause Clara's right. what? Like 20 and the guy playing the doctor is like in his eighties or something. Right? So 80s? 80, not 80s. You know, he's too old to be her dad is what I mean. He's not say. too old to be her dad. When, when, when would he do 40 when he had her? Yeah, that Maybe. happens. Okay. <laughs> it happens sometimes, but it's not super common as well. Sure saying. it is. Okay, then. It's not uncommon. You say so. <laughs> There's plenty of people that have like three, four, five children, and the last child is born when they're in their 40s. Like, that's not weird. <laughs> Pink Gillette didn't have a kid until he was like 50 or something, but anyways. <laughs> not talking about the Pan first early. kid. No, I'm just saying, like, oh my gosh. <laughs> he like, looks a lot more like Rachel a granddad to be dad. Point. <laughs> he just No, he's not old enough to be her grandfather. <laughs> that's crazy granddad. talk. Anyways. <laughs> and granddad. <laughs> Um, Danny then made a crack about his eyebrows. <laughs> yeah, of course he did. <laughs> like, how many episodes in a row have we have we had a jab at the doctor's eyebrows? Yeah. Has it been every episode? It's probably. I mean, Jared probably. said Jared said last week, he was like, I can't remember how many more references we get. Y'all might want to put it on the checklist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, so, I think we should. Yeah, like Corbin, go put it on seven. there. Go, go put angry eyebrows on the yeah. uh, attack eyebrows. It's attack, like, yes. yes. Let's not get it confused with uh, <gasps> um, uh, Larry Boy again. Larry. Um, Okay, so this was interesting. Um, this was I pulled this straight off the wikia. It said, upon entering the junkyard, the doctor says, home sweet home. His first incarnation parked the TARDIS in a junkyard near Coal Hill School while Susan attended the school. And that was an unearthly child. Do y'all know what they're talking about here? When he walked into the junkyard, he said, home sweet home? I think he did. Uh, What's the junkyard? The junkyard where the TARDIS was parked. In the first episode. No, no, no. I'm talking about in this episode. This episode. The yeah. 12th Doctor. When did he walk into a junkyard in this episode? And say, home sweet home. Wait, when... Do y'all remember this? When is it saying this happened? He walked this into Upon entering shed. the junkyard, the Doctor says, home sweet home. Wait. Wait a minute. That's not a is junkyard. That, is that where the police house. officer was, was yeah. killed? What? Yeah. That's not a junkyard? He did say, home sweet home then, I think. But <clears> that <throat> isn't a junkyard. Hmm. That's just a building. Okay. All right. We'll have to do further investigation because I was like, do y'all remember this? I didn't catch it. Uh, the doctor says uh, to Clara about Danny, shut him up, shut him down, up or down. I don't care. <laughs> That's a great line. Shut him up, shut him down. I don't care which way. Just shut him. Um, and then as I mentioned this before, Danny knows men like the doctor. He served under men like him. They push you and they make you better than you ever thought you could be. And then he goes on to talk about why that's not necessarily, <laughs> why that's not thing. necessarily a great thing. You know, they'll they'll mess. also push you to do things that you never thought Jeez, you could or die. would do. Um, okay, what way to take that uh, too far? <laughs> Guys, Noobs in the Hoovian is also brought to you by listeners like Victor, Jared, and James. If you find value in what we do and want to give a little bit of value back, here's what you can do: head over to noobsinthehoovian.com slash support. And you can find out how you can support us. Support us for a single episode, for a whole season, uh, something like that. Get a shout out on the show. You can also join us for as little as a dollar a month on our Patreon. Uh, $5 a month, you'll actually get a shout out on the show. $15 a month, you'll become a hosting host, uh, covering our monthly hosting costs, but also you'll get an opportunity to guest host on an upcoming episode. So head on over to noobsinthehoovian.com slash support and find out how you can become a supporting patron of family-friendly independent media today. What are you waiting for? Do it today so that brings us down to our classic who connection let's hear what jared dug up about this one hello noobs in the whovian this is jared with your classic who connections for the caretaker so the doctor talked about possibly taking clara to meet the fish people well he did that already as the second doctor uh, in the serial the underwater menace um, so it wasn't just talking about the Hoth, uh, there, there actually was fish people in the underwater menace. So the doctor gave Danny a heck of a hard time for saying that he was a former soldier and now a math or maths, if you're of the British persuasion teacher. And the doctor just couldn't believe that, uh, the, a soldier could become 
a maths teacher. Well, I don't know if that's a callback uh, intentionally or if, you know, there's if, if it was just a convenient way to give Danny a hard time. But as you may recall, we have mentioned before, Alistair Brigadier, Brigadier Alistair Lethbridge Stewart. Well, he also retired from the military to become a maths teacher. So maybe the doctor was just uh, messing with him on that front, uh, calling him a PE teacher all the time. But uh, definitely, uh, too, to me, too, too close of a connection to be just a coincidence. Uh, two soldiers becoming maths teachers after they retire from soldiering from the military. All right. Now, the seventh doctor visited Coal Hill School. He was there with Ace to investigate some Dalek activity. Well, it, it uh, at first he didn't really know what was going on, but he knew there was activity going on there. Anyway, something weird. But uh, it, this is in Remembrance of the Daleks, the serial. And while when the Seventh Doctor showed up at Coal Hill School, the headmaster at the time asked him if he was applying to be the new caretaker. So that's a nice uh, connection there. I, I, maybe that's a coincidence, uh, but maybe that was intentional that that the doctor at this school was, uh, or at this time at Cole Hill School was subbing in for the caretaker. Uh, but anyway, uh, and then speaking of the seventh doctor, uh, well, let's talk about Artron Energy. So Artron Energy, I to me, I think it's one of those things that they came up with early on uh, that was really mentioned the first time by the first doctor in An Unearthly Child, uh, and and it's sort of just been built on. I, I don't feel like they give it a whole lot of satisfying explanation uh, of exactly what it is, how it works, what it does, you know, the full, but, but they just give you bits and pieces throughout all of Doctor Who. So Artron Energy, it's, it's, as best as I can explain it, or at least understand it, it's ambient radiation from the time vortex. So if you go through the time vortex, Artron energy can like attach itself to you. Now, the seventh doctor described it as a mental energy, uh, which I don't know that that really makes sense. Uh, the, the fifth doctor at one point said it was really an energy that makes the, it possible for the TARDIS to travel through time. And then says nothing more about it. That's to me. That's kind of like uh, where they're talking about time travel and Back to the Future. And Doc is talking about the flux capacitor. Capacitor. He's like, I had this vision, slipped on my toilet, had the vision, and I built it. And that's what makes time travel possible. And that's where they leave it. They don't really give you anything else to explain. Well, what does the flux capacitor do? You know, what does this Artron energy do? They just leave it there and hanging out there. Well, it's it's, it's what makes these things, you know, make, makes us able to uh, travel through time. You know, so anyway, uh, so it's been mentioned a, a good bit. Uh, but the doctor has in Classic Who and now for the first time in New Who talked about how there is a lot of Artron energy in and surrounding Coal Hill School. So I don't know if it's because there's been so many times where time uh, streams have passed through with time travelers through Coal Hill School, or if it's because it was, um, it, 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 it's because a special place in space and time, I don't know, but uh, apparently there's lots of Artron energy in, uh, in Coal Hill School there. Uh, so, speaking of callbacks clear back to the first Doctor and an unearthly child, the Doctor enters the junkyard uh, there by, you know, and says, home sweet home, which of course we know is a reference back to when the, the Doctor was living in the junkyard, clear back in an unearthly child, and his daughter, or his uh, granddaughter, was attending Cole Hill School, and so he's... Uh, you know, they, they were calling back to that there, and, and the TARDIS was living there in that junkyard. Uh, and then finally, in the serial, The Power of the Daleks, the second Doctor says to shut up the Daleks up or down, I don't care. Uh, or rather, to shut the Daleks up or down, I don't care. Very much like he said about Danny in this episode, you know, shut him up or down, I don't care. So uh, there, there's a callback just through from the line, but obviously about two different uh, characters in this case. So, overall ratings, uh, this was, I think, the most playful 
we've seen the new doctor yet. We've seen Capaldi as the doctor. Uh, I think this was supposed to be kind of a fun romp. I mean, they didn't really, they tried to lay the uh, death and destruction uh, possibility on pretty thick, at least halfway through. But in the beginning, you know, the, the doctor's like, I've got this one. I can handle it. I don't need you. It was very kind of playful as the as the caretaker. Uh, you know, they're, they're writing him as a straight man a lot, especially with like the gag about why do you need two jackets? Uh, you know, and then suddenly the doctor has a second jacket. Uh, you know, they're they're really playing the humor in a much different way than the past two doctors have. But this one seemed to me to be the most humorous. Uh, and um, so I did enjoy it from that level. Uh, I didn't feel I didn't get the threat. I didn't f- feel that they really made the threat of of imminent destruction of everything uh, you know of of earth and and all uh it, it to me it wasn't real enough it wasn't it, it wasn't tangible enough in the episode it part maybe that's partly because when i looked at the the blitzer i i didn't really feel like it it looked all that dangerous in fact to me it it, it brought up images of rosie the robot from the jetsons uh just like an evil version with legs instead of hovering around or, or rolling around however she moved really uh but um so it just didn't it did it, it didn't quite capture that sense of uh foreboding or maybe just doctor who does that too much and i'm jaded to it but anyway Here's the, the bottom line is I had a lot of fun with it, but it just didn't reach the level that I had uh, that that other episodes have uh, for what they were trying to do. Uh, so I'm giving it seven out of ten evil Rosie the Robots. And for the creep level, again, that's going to be kind of lower because I feel like it didn't quite reach the creepiness factor that it, it tr- tried. Uh, so I'm going to give it 75 on the creep levels, uh, just sort of a little bit creepy at times, but nothing major. So that's it. That's all I've got for you. Thank you uh, to TARDIS Wiki as always, and thank you to Noobs in the Whovian for having me on. And look forward to bringing you more Classic Who Connections next time. All right, so that brings us down to our overall impressions. Uh, Trip, you want to go? Um, I think this one... I mean, it wasn't horrible, but... <laughs> This one wasn't good. wretched. <laughs> As most are. I mean, not most are bad. I'm saying what? most, most are not. Wretched. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Why, why are you saying it wasn't horrible, though, with this rating? <laughs> what? Walk through it, Trip. Go ahead. Tell us what you got. Tell us, please. I mean, it's good. There were funny moments. But I feel like this is just like a throwaway episode that we didn't really need to have. Okay. It was kind of almighty powerful guy, three people kill him in 10 seconds. <laughs> a bit of character development. It was oh, a wow, lot more than a scene. Oh, wow, heaven scene. Dan. This, this was like a character a episode, kind of. It really did have to do with if it didn't what have is Danny's the, and Clara's relationship. It was entirely a character episode. If it episode, didn't yeah. have the almighty powerful, <laughs> I don't know, spider legged guy. This and makes the whole world-ending robot thing even funnier because it's basically a side note in this <laughs> episode. Yeah. The robot that could destroy humanity was the B-plot somehow. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, how did we what? end up with that? <laughs> I think if it was just the character development and they spent more time on it, instead of... You couldn't have spent much more time, to be honest. They, we didn't need that. This was not a fight pow villain episode if you don't have any right. villain though then you don't really have a doctor who episode so they had to <laughs> you have don't something need it. there's no reason to have they had it. to have yeah. something and they really I mean, underused a super powerful bad guy but that's that's why they shouldn't have made it a doctor super who? powerful bad guy <laughs> so i'm gonna give it eight out of ten <laughs> spider-legged humans it just so after all of that you give it eight out of ten what you started out with it's not bad, but then you're like glowing review eight out of ten. <laughs> I mean, you kind of trashed it, and then you're what? like, eight, so it's only eight out of ten instead of being like, ten out of ten. Have you ever given anything lower than an eight that wasn't a classic Who episode? <laughs> yeah. Since you seem okay. to extra hate those for some reason. Yeah. Uh, Corbin, what about you? Well, I I think well, as you can tell, I stand pretty high. I really did like them developing characters in this episode. Yeah, it was good. I guess. Like. Whatever. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. Well, look, I'm not gonna. Li- I, I can't even listen to you give any kind of subtlety here because you're like, this was this was not good. Eight out of ten. What? I'm anyway, gonna go ahead and well, change this for you. Say a seven because. Yeah. With the review you gave it, there's no way it's an eight for you. It's gotta just, at least be a seven. Yeah. Or at, at most. Apparently, I don't know how to rate things. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> I, I gotta say I did like this characters. I like well, you're characters wrong. more than just action all the time. But okay. Yeah. I, I still think they shouldn't have made it able to just end the world at a whim. I guess no. they had to do that because Danny had to like prove himself. But then so also all he know. did was like front flip over it to distract it for half a second. <laughs> oh man, I forgot about the front flip. That was like that a was amazing eight foot front flip. Off of the I don't ground. think that counts as saving the universe or the world. Know, they or did whatever. say he oh he it. saved the world. He distracted it for like 0.5 seconds, which was all the doctor needed. Which I don't think it was going to blow you up in that amount of time. But <laughs> I don't know why he just canceled the auto destruct. But anyways, I'm going to say that's true. Uh, eight out of ten mm, floating chairs. Floating chairs. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about this one. Like, it was one that when we got to the end of it, I was like, oh, that's an episode. <laughs> Meh. Um, that was an episode. Like I said, I did. I couldn't remember anything about the, the, the Scovox Blitzer or anything like that. I do remember, I remember the plot point, uh, the, excuse me, the character plot beats of this episode. Like, the, I remember the results of this episode. You know what I mean? Um, mm. But... Other than that, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how I feel about it. Um, so I'm going to give it... Um, oh, man, I'm in a bad mood. I'm going to give it 6.5... Uh, I'm in a bad mood. Jimmy V's. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy V's? Um, yeah, 6.5 out of 10 Jimmy V's. Uh, just because... Um, the only good part Never forget Monocopolata sacrifice. Yes. Never forget. Also, never forget the Mox of Balhoon. He's got incinerated uh, for no reason. Yes, but he was not a he was not a sacrificial death. He just was yes. a, a bystander. That was a needless. That was a, wasn't even it was a needless <laughs> death. It wasn't even sacrificial. That's right. He just died. Uh, yeah, what about just, the what about the creep level? Was there was there anything creepy on this one? I mean the robot yeah, was, was you yeah. know had its creepy moments. Let's say 50. Um it wasn't, wasn't meant to be a creepy episode. What it wasn't trying to spook you out. They pretty much right. immediately showed you the robot. I mean, there was a little bit of like, yeah, what is no, it? But then it showed you it didn't no try to be a scary up. robot. It just was. Yeah, yeah a there was robot. no real lead up, like, ooh, spooky. What is it? Right. It right. was just like maybe the creepiest the- part about. Well, it's not even creepy, but like the high stakes part of it was what Clara kept pointing out, like my school. You know, like uh, my yeah. school, my children. Um, but other than that, so Corbin, you gave it fifty. Trip, what are you going to give it? Seventy. I don't know, Seventy. Just- Gotta give yeah, it something. I'll, I'll go 70. The one bit of suspense Five. was the policeman when he hears it from like through a closed door up like three flights of stairs <laughs> and in the back of the house got the best hearing ever. And it's like, ooh, what was it that killed him and left him incinerated? Yeah. Just his hands. Just that the was, hands. Yeah, that was pretty disgusting. <laughs> that part was kind of creepy. All right, so that brings us down to theories, uh, thoughts on Missy and Heaven. So I just wanted to throw in there a new name. Uh, we've had it referred to as the Afterlife, the Promised Land, and now this rando dude calls it the Nether Sphere. And, and. <laughs> I have some notes on this. Okay. When I heard Nether Sphere, uh, anyone who's played Minecraft will think of the Nether, which is basically yeah. hell in right. the Nether. So yeah. I went ahead and looked up some words. Uh, yeah. Nether refer, refers to lower in position. Right, yeah. So, the down below. Down yeah. below. The yeah. sphere down below. The opposite being ether, which is the sky, basically. So, okay. if we have the ether sphere and the nether sphere, that means they're in hell. That's not heaven. <laughs> that is hell. Ah, okay. So, Yeah, but it's also called the promised point. land. It's all it freaking evil robots evil going to the promised to land. It probably is hell. Yeah. I'm surprised we didn't think of this sooner. <laughs> it is promised that you will go to hell. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I like that take on it. Uh, I never said what the promise was of this land. <laughs> there was a promise 
to this level. I mean, a promise <laughs> that you'll burn forever is a promise. It's it is. one that you're yeah. happy about, but it is a promise. <laughs> um, interesting, interesting. Okay, so Corbin, uh, so did you write that down somewhere? Uh, I have not, but all I'm right. Say well, then do probably have. <laughs> and also, I mentioned how everyone who's gotten there is either a robot or died by a robot. So. So I don't know what to think of that necessarily. Okay, so something so we had the half-faced man. Yeah, which was a robot. We had Lieutenant Redshirt, which died by the little bacteria or whatever. Yeah, died by those one of the one of the antibody things inside the Dalek. That's a robot. That's a robot and a robot. (laughs) Robotception. Now we have this police officer who was killed by a robot. Who else is gone? That was all. I'm pretty there sure. was another robot, wasn't there? Yeah, three seems like it's not enough. I feel like we're missing one. Uh, I'm trying to think. So it was the half-faced man. The uh, I'm trying to think. There should be five people that made it because someone didn't last episode or whatever, and there's been six episodes. So it's the half-faced man, one of the robots of Sherwood, right? Or was it one of the people from that episode? Oh, did one of them? Yeah, there was someone. Didn't someone die by a robot, and then the incinerator? The guy that got incinerated uh, by the purple laser thingy. I can't remember. Did he? So, um, yeah. So we just double checked. <laughs> we kind of yeah. paused and double checked, and no robot of Sherwood. The um, the the spaceship was headed for the promised land. But, but no one made it. There. Yeah, yeah. So nobody, nobody died and went there that, but we, that we saw. On again, screen. another robot trying to get there. So another robot that says something, right? I still don't know what, what to make of that say? though. Like, what does it say? Everything. Wait. <gasps> so, two people have been killed by robots and made it, and one robot has made it. I feel like there was another robot that made it, but again, we and checked, a ship and full of wasn't. and a ship full of robots was headed there. Yeah. In Robot of Sherwood. So, I guess it has to do with robots, which is <laughs> pretty clear. No. I'm going to get rid of this thing that says Lieutenant Redshirt was a robot, because that's not true. Because now you've had a police officer that we know is a human. Well, we don't know. We don't know anything well, more about him. I don't than know, know about that anyone Lieutenant isn't a robot, to be yeah. fair, but. They can all be flesh. We don't know. <laughs> flesh avatars. Bye. Well, I don't know. So, Corbin, um, you said Missy is the bad guy. Missy is the lady in the shop. And that it's not heaven, it's hell. And uh, robots. I don't <laughs> And robots. Uh, Trip. what about you, man? You said last time Missy is not a robot, but perhaps their creator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm still blank. I really, I really don't know. <laughs> gotcha. I mean, it would make sense if Missy was the bad guy and it was hell so all right so did y'all catch the subtle little language thing that they did where the guy looks out the window and says oh my god and then they both turn around and missy walks into the hallway looks at them turns and starts walking down the hall and the guy the rando guy says i'm afraid she's a bit busy today i was wondering why he said that I was like, the way she said, what does he mean by that? Yeah. So the, the antecedent there is my God. Right. So there was kind of like a, a subtle hint that she is God or something like that. (laughs) Again, all the names we've heard so far is afterlife, which could be anything. anything, Right. And promised land, which. Right. Could be. Again, depending on the promise, it doesn't, (laughs) it doesn't mean good things. Right. And the nether sphere, which definitely just sounds like, you know, the underworld. Does not sound good. Yeah. Nether sphere is, is awesome. So, um, anything else you guys? Uh, no, not mm-hmm. really. So I uh, did have some listener input. Now, unfortunately, this is going to be like way late. <laughs> Weeks old. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Christina um, sent in uh, a little bit of feedback ahead of, uh, us releasing the episode on listen and um oh goodness let me see let me see if i can find because she actually sent me something ahead of that 
I think. Uh, it's, gotten all, it's gotten all wibbly wobbly. But anyway, when I posted on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash noobs in the Whovian, when we posted the link to episode 118 for listen, uh, Christina uh, chimed in and said, after listening to you talk about the episode, I was surprised that you gave it a nine out of 10. It sounded like you disliked it. I already mm-hmm. gave my rating on this episode, but I wanted to add, I absolutely love Schrodinger's monster. Which I thought was great. Is it or isn't it? Um, I think leaving it all to the imagination makes it way more scary than showing us a fully formed, definitively there, real life monster. And I replied to that. I am trying to remember what I said. (laughs) I loved this episode. What did I say negative? I'm going to go re-listen today. I went and re-listened and then apparently uh, didn't ever... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to never go back and chime back in. So I don't remember what I said in episode 118 that was negative. Do you guys remember? No. I will say, though, it's a lot easier to, you know, critique something than to say what you like about it. So you get to say yeah. a million things about something you don't like, but for some reason just still really like it. Right. So I'm I'm trying to, I'm wondering if, like, did, did you guys say something uh, like a bunch of negative stuff or? Oh, uh, I mean, we did have a lot to say. We were talking a lot about. I don't think it was mostly is it negative. It was it? just, was it real or not? It was just discussion. Right, right. So at any rate, um, she was like, I'm surprised you gave it <laughs> 9 out of 10. Who gave um, it a 9, though? I don't uh, must, I'm assuming me. I'm assuming that she's writing the, in the comments as though she's talking to me, because generally speaking, that's what's happening. Um, well, you gave it a 9, and we both gave it a 7.5. No, Trip gave it a 10. I gave it a 7.5. So did Jared. So, But I, I gave it 9 out of 10. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's true. You gave it a 10? You had so much to say about that episode. What? You continue to surprise me with <laughs> your ratings. That was the best episode in like a really long time. Well, you were kind of like, kind of dumping on the idea of it not being there or what, or, or, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it was, th- I mean, <laughs> if you think it was there, it's easy to hate the other opinion while still loving the thing because, yeah. In your mind, it was there, and we're just wrong, but... Because you're wrong. I'm not. <laughs> we convinced you in that episode that it wasn't there. Well, so. I've reconvinced myself. Otherwise. Why do you do this? So, I, I, all right, I finally found it. <laughs> I finally found uh, Christina's uh, review and input on listens. She says, okay, so, listen, and I, uh-huh. the, the title, that... Uh-huh. She went, okay. Uh, she says, in all caps, what was under the blanket? <laughs> she says, between not knowing what was under the blanket and being reminded that I was scared of a hand grabbing me from underneath the bed when I was little, I seriously contemplating jumping from the threshold of my bedroom door to my bed like I did as a kid. The creep level was definitely up there with this one, all the way at the top. This was an amazing episode, almost as good as Blink. I give it a mm-hmm. 9 out of 10 doctors who are against hugging. <laughs> Xavier, her son, uh, says it's a 10 out of 10 Waldos or Wallies with question mark there. Uh, Waldos that aren't in every book. Duh. Now, if you'll excuse me, I've got to go to the store to pick up enough nightlights to brighten every dark nook and cranny of my house. <laughs> so that, was, that was Christina's review. So uh, Christina did a fantastic job of. Uh, sending that into us a week in advance, knowing that we release our episodes a week after we record them. And I think she posted this uh, like an hour after we finished recording. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so apparently if you so want to get your, your input in, in yeah, you've got to do it like a week and a half. So, <laughs> so I have plenty of time to grab it and put it and in the show notes and all that kind of, of stuff. Of course, wibbly wobbly scheduling. We're talking about this like a month after that episode. But. <laughs> right, right. And and that's the other crazy thing is that uh, because of some other shenanigans happening with our with our schedules, uh, we are currently two weeks, two weeks ahead, in advance, so. which is so. probably going to change uh, somewhat. By the time you're soon. watching this. Uh, yeah, by the time this, this releases, we may be back on track. Uh, so at any rate, um, but I didn't want to uh, neglect Christina's input uh, definitely wanted to throw that in there. So guys, that brings us down to the game plan next week. We just continue our mad dash for the season finale with series eight, episode seven, kill the moon, which Corbin, what did you say about that? Oh, is that the question? Is is that the choice? I mean, that they have to make <laughs> that we saw in the next kill time. The yeah. They're like, you have to make a choice. Is it to kill the moon or keep, the, to keep the freaking moon. It's like so important to <laughs> everything. Keep the moon. Corbin's, Corbin's vote next week. Keep the freaking moon. I don't know if that's actually the question, but if you I keep, assume it is. If you keep the moon, <laughs> half of the human race dies. If you kill the moon, 
Half the human race. The dies. other half dies. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it's like choosing between the left Twix and the right Twix. What do you do? What do you do? Right Twix. Uh, wow. You bite them both down That's the center. At the right. <laughs> down the center. Anyways. <laughs> I eat my Twix lengthwise. <laughs> you monster. So you, you hold it end to end yes. and bite it in the middle, but you bite both of them in the middle at the same time. And then it just falls and I leave the that part of, on the floor. I was gonna, <laughs> that is the correct way to eat it. You are not my child. <laughs> Guys, Noobs in the Hoovian, unfortunately, is a production of Master Closet Studios, where it's always smaller on the inside. Your senior producer is me, Austin Reason. Our audio engineer is this guy. And I'm Trip. Our production editor is the other guy. I'm Corbin. <laughs> <laughs> he said with a yawn. Special, <laughs> special thanks to TARDIS.Wikia.com for the trivia. Thanks to Jared for the Classic Who connection. And shout outs, as always, to Victor, Jared, and James for their Patreon support. You can find us over at facebook.com slash noobs in the Hoovian, twitter.com. We're at noobs Hoovian because Twitter, uh, because Twitter doesn't let us have noobs and the Hoovian. You can email us at noobs in the Hoovian at gmail.com and su- consider supporting us at noobs in the Hoovian.com slash support for all the different ways that you can do that. Make sure that wherever you found us, you subscribe, leave us a rating, share us with a friend, not because we're a great show, but because we watch one. Until next time, my name's Austin. I'm the Hoovian. These are my sons, Corbin and Trip. And, and we're, we're the, the noobs. And until next time, guys. Be safe if you can, but always be amazing. Goodbye. <laughs> be whip.